Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Alcina Lloyd, and this is Housing Wire Daily. In today's episode, I'm joined with Anthony Forsberg, the SVP of the Money Sources Mortgage Servicing Division. During our interview, we discuss the servicing sector and the nation's uptick in forbearance exits. Thanks for listening, and here's today's interview. Good afternoon, Housing Lawyer Daily listeners. I'm Alcina Lloyd, and today I'm joined with Anthony Forsberg, the SVP of the Money Sources Mortgage Servicing Division. Thanks for joining us as a guest on Housing Lawyer Daily, Anthony. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Of course. So to get this interview started, can you let our audience know more about you? I did my research and I found you've been involved in the mortgage industry for quite a while. You've held several positions at many companies, including Amerquest Mortgage, specialized loan servicing, Land America, and more. But how did you end up in this field and how has the market changed from when you first entered the sector? Yeah. So when I I entered this this market, it's been about 20 years now. And I actually started off in accounting, uh, believe it or not. Uh, None of us really kind of start off and, and, you know, either come out of school and want to get in a mortgage, but uh, it kind of happens. And with my path, I started in accounting, started with Land America, Lender Services, um, and I learned the opportunities to do other things. And what that was is really learning the foreclosure process. So I did specific accounting for foreclosure. And that kind of takes me to where I am today. So my next um, job was over at AmeriQuest where I ran their uh, invoicing team specifically around the default group. And I also ran their claims team. Um, That later actually took me back to Land America where I had the ability to uh, run foreclosure, run bankruptcy for the national outsourcing team. Um, And then in 2008, when kind of the crash occurred, uh, a lot of companies were affected and I ended up moving out to Colorado, actually, where I got a opportunity to join the specialized loan servicing team uh, running the foreclosure and bankruptcy. As we know, those types of numbers grew a lot. I had the ability to really develop a large foreclosure bankruptcy team, then got the opportunity to assist in their loss mitigation team. Uh, I ended up spending nine years at that company and then uh, most recently joined the TMS team where I've been here for about three years and uh, growing happiness ever since. Wow. So you have an extensive background in this field. Yeah, absolutely. I've been doing this for, for a while now. Thank you for letting us learn more about you. All right, let's move on to today's main conversation, which will focus on the nation's forbearance exits and servicing. To start off today's interview, let's discuss what options are now available for the thousands of Americans exiting moratoriums. As you and our audience know, the forbearance rate is falling as many homeowners who participated in moratoriums due to financial impacts brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic are either exiting or approaching an end to their forbearance periods. But my first question for you is today, for customers who have actually exited forbearance, what options is TMS seeing them ask for? Sure. So when we look at our book overall, and our our book includes subservicing clients as well, we're very fortunate enough to be able to focus on two primary types of loans, our GSD book and our government book. Our total servicing book is made up of approximately 45% GSE and the remaining being uh, the government 55%. While the numbers of customers that enter into the forbearance programs drastic differently, the outcomes that we're seeing are pretty, pretty similar. And the biggest difference we noticed overall is customers who have needed post forbearance options 
only 7% of those customers are in our GSE book, while the remaining 93% are actually in that government space. The similarities we are seeing around what they are asking for, though, is what seems to be the same. And we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that. Um, I will say my next couple of items I want to touch on are a little stat heavy, but I, I really love the numbers. So this kind of excites me overall. Okay. We love numbers. Our audience loves <laughs> <thank> you. <laughs> yeah. So looking at our GSE pool specifically, we've seen this change over time. We initially saw a majority of our customers coming in and through deferrals while they're on forbearances. Now we're seeing our customers actually want flex modifications. So breaking that down overall and looking at kind of where each GSE customer lands, 73% of our customers are asking for either deferral or flex mod, while 15% are asking for reinstatements. And the remaining customers are going down some type of, you know, repayment plan or uh, other evaluation option. You know, I want to focus on the deferral modifications. And, and when we study the data, we noticed that customers early on were entering forbearances had very little delinquency. And they even entered, you know, as a just-in-case precaution that they took. The early customers seemed a little more cautious and didn't really need any help when it came to uh, payment affordability. They just needed a few more months of catching up and kind of tacked everything onto the back end for the deferral. But most recently, we've actually seen customers with different struggles. They've been impacted more financially. And these customers um, are the ones coming to us asking us for the flex bonds, which, as we know, flex bonds um, have more of a principal and interest payment reduction. So that's what we've been offering them. When we look at the FHA, USDA, and VA loans, which, as I mentioned, kind of make up 55% of our servicing book, we've seen most of those homeowners fall into like one, one majority population. A majority of those homeowners fell into asking for a post-COVID option and 15% are asking for a reinstatement. And again, the remainder just kind of following either complete packages or repayment plans. One of the main questions I get asked about from either colleagues or clients is around the percentages of customers who are requesting a straight partial claim versus a modification. And when we dug into that waterfall, we saw that approximately 64% of our customers are going straight into a partial claim versus medium modification at that time. So ultimately, that means that the customers are able to continue to make their payments and don't really need payment reduction. So all in all, regardless of the type of product that we're looking at, the numbers paint the same picture. Customers actually need some type of post-forbearance option to be able to get them out of being delinquent. And that's kind of what we're seeing overall. So you gave us some data on options and how that plays into the experience for customers once they exit forbearance. But I really want to know what TMS does to help them on their journey. For my next question, I'd like to focus on TMS and the procedures during this tumultuous time of forbearances. How successful has your company been in navigating the nation's moratoriums and also offering customers post-forbearance options? Okay, yeah, good question. So I actually touched on this topic recently, a subservicing article I wrote for clients. Um, the main things I touched on were making sure that we have proactive education good communication availability, and finally, a lot of self-service options. So our goal at TMS was to ensure that we have the customers given every avenue to succeed when coming out of forbearances. When we focus on education with our customers, we want them to know their options, understand their impacts, and they need to know what's going on along the way. So we made sure to push the information through our website, through online banners, FAQs, blogs, customer notifications, um, walkthroughs, and, you know, every other possible digital way so that they knew how to get the information, right? And that it was clear. We wanted all these things to be easy to find while speaking to what the customer's language is. Um, a lot of times we can get caught up in the industry jargon, and we know what that means, but a lot of times the customers don't. So we want to make sure that we were speaking their language. 
And although we did everything from an education perspective for our customers, and we tried to give it to them, uh, you know, via many avenues, we knew that there'd still be a lot of questions. So we needed to make ourselves available during this time. We immediately moved a lot of our employees from other areas that weren't being utilized at the time, and we restructured it, and we did a lot of cross-training so that they can deal with the influx of calls, as well as ensure that we could focus on outbound calls to customers, whether they were on forbearance or not. Uh, we were very intent on watching payment habits as well, so that if any customer broke their normal payment habit, we'd be able to touch base with them and provide them any assistance right away. Wow. So lastly, we made a push to provide a lot of self-service options and digital communication. Uh, we really wanted to increase our communication via text messages, emails. Um, and for those customers who weren't able to opt into those communications, we wanted to send out additional letters. Uh, we also wanted to continue to let all of our customers know that when the forbearance was ending, that we were there right away. And we were there um, to be able to help them and give them the evaluation they needed based upon their current circumstances. So what we did is we actually created a waterfall program that our live agents could talk through while they were on with the customer, or a customer could actually go to their customer portal and answer a series of questions that presented them with options. And it was basically a yes, no, can you do this? Can you do that? And it provided them a best fit scenario based upon their situation, their loan type, and their investor and insurer guidelines. So what we noticed by creating this technology is it really helped um, a lot of departments within TMS. It really assisted our customer-facing team as they were able to walk through the options they had presented in a lot of detail. It really teed up everything to them to say, this is what a deferral is. This is how it impacts the customer. You know, all of those types of Q&A scenarios. And it laid the foundation for the loss mitigation team to pick up where the customer-facing team was able to leave off. So although they never talked to the customer, they were able to get enough details to walk them through and place all the information in the waterfall so that the output of the waterfall was exactly what the customer-facing team and the customer talked about on the initial call so that we didn't have any disconnect there, right? And it really made the teams in sync and it made a huge difference for um, the customer's uh, experience. Well, it sounds like you tailored a lot of options for your customers. Yeah, absolutely. So we really wanted to, you know, use technology where customers didn't want to talk to us, right? Um, mm -hmm. Where were they? Were they wanted to talk to us? Absolutely. We were there, ready, willing. We had the staff to do it, but we really just wanted to make sure that any avenue that the customer wanted to actually talk to us, we gave them that opportunity. Okay. So while it sounds like your team has been super helpful in offering options to your customers and answering their questions, that may not be the case for the rest of the industry. A recent report from the Mortgage Bankers Association revealed that while forbearance exits are gaining, the delinquency rate is also rising. To avoid a larger uptick in this number and help borrowers who are coming out of forbearance avoid foreclosure, personally, what do you think servicers can do to help them? Yeah, I think... For services to be successful in this current space, I think it comes down to a few key components. I think you've got to be excellent in communication, you've got to have great technology, and you've got to care. I think every company needs to be constant and effective in their communication with their customers. Uh, educating them along the way, right, uh, for that process is super key. Too many times I see companies asking and taking for granted what they know and what they understand the process, but we need to kind of walk a day in their shoes. And, you know, the customers don't always know what's going on. We've got to be able to give them the education, the communication to let them know what's going on every step of the way. Um, they have a lot of information at their fingertips and we need to provide them clear directions. A lot of the information they get out there, you know, whether they're searching on the internet or anything like that, it is false. It's a lot of misnomer. Um, so we need to ensure the customers have the right information from us, 
right? Us being the servicers. When we talk about technology, the more options you have for your customers to get in touch with your company, it's better. TMS is able to provide so many different avenues for customers to get in touch with us. And I think that companies need to make this stuff more available. I know a lot of companies like to limit their communication to their call centers only, and they really need to move past that singular communication. Customers like to communicate in multiple ways. And frankly, some customers just don't like to talk to anybody at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's literally something we saw when we were able to stand up our customer face, our, our uh, web portal. How many customers actually went there as opposed to giving us a call? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, the best opportunity here in technology is allowing customers to have the ability to choose their options. You know, give them the comfort they need. And I think everybody's going to succeed at that point. So to reiterate all that, it's really customers need options. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. sounding like that. Yeah, and I think one more point that I just kind of want to touch on real, real, real quick is, you know, it's not always easy to care. It's it's not always easy to be empathetic to somebody's hardship as you've never actually had to walk a day in their shoes, right? But it's easy to be sympathetic. Mm-hmm. So I think servicers need to teach caring and it's not always an easy thing to do. However, what you can do is you can ensure that you're hiring the right team members within your organization who have natural sentiments towards caring. Um, when you care about your customers, I think you see all of the results come in and you see positive performance, you see customer retention and you see glowing reviews. Well, you touched on this a bit in your previous answer and I, and I want to expand on it a bit more. So let's discuss the significance of customer relations In a market that is experiencing such high volume. Why is customer retention so important? Yeah, I think to alleviate customer confusion in, in any process, right? I think you just want to be consistent with them. So I know our goal at CMS is delivering happiness to over 1 million homeowners. And we want to keep customers within the TMS family. Some customers may never know that they're actually even in that TMS family because they're under our subservicing clients' names. But we want those customers to feel the same way about them. So all the great work we do at TMS to maintain customer retention has been spread across all of our subservicing clients. And it can be easy to bring customers in. It's easy to have them in there for a couple months or even a year and never really have to do much. Um, And then they transfer out or they pay off or... Um, refinance. Um, But our goal is to get a customer for life and make them happy. We want to hear that a customer has been with TMS. And I say TMS and our subserving clients for 10 years, and and they continue to get exceptional service. Obviously, there's always economics when it comes to this. And losing customers is part of of the business. Um, But when we talk customer retention, we really want the customers who pay off, whether they refinance or or, buy another home, we want them to come back to us. We want to continue our developed relationships with them. And we want to hear the smile over the phone. We want to see those positive reviews. And we want to hear, you know, thank you. This has been a great experience. We just, it's not just about being a customer, but it's about being part of our family. Well, if anything, the housing industry is a business built on people and those interactions between customers are extremely important. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we are. I think we've, we've definitely proven ourselves, uh, not only to ourselves, but I think, you know, we, when we're able to talk to a lot of our colleagues, um, a lot of them are taking the same approach. So I think we're, we're paving the way there. That's great to hear. Anthony, before we wrap this interview, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about you servicing or TMS? You know, I, I think as, as, we, as time moves on and we're going to start moving away from the forbearances and we're going to get back into the foreclosure space, I think it's imperative that we don't give up on the customers. We continue this communication um, and, and we definitely know that customers will start to try and get back in the loss mitigation 
as soon as foreclosure notices get sent out. And that typically tends to be a trigger point for customers to actually pep up and, and get into the uh, loss mitigation game. So let's make sure that we are appropriately staffed within our call centers, that we have those technology items so that customers who are wanting and needing loss mitigation are getting that help quickly. We've got to make sure that, you know, it, again, it's all about the customer. Just make sure that they're getting the help they need. All right. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us on Housing Wire Daily. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate your time today. Of course. Listeners, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Thank you. On September 27th and 28th at the Omni Hotel in Frisco, Texas, Housing Wire will host its second annual event, which will be in person for the first time. Housing Wire Annual offers each guest the opportunity to gather with top industry professionals for exclusive content, technology demonstrations, and unbeatable networking. Find out more by going to the events tab on the Housing Wire site. You won't want to miss out on this event, so register by September 20th. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. I hope you have a great afternoon. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the hottest stories crossing our news desk daily. The podcast is now available wherever you like to listen. Make sure to tune in tomorrow.